Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Phoebe Bridgers, Kyoto here. Uh, nice work. She board of the temple. She went to the 7-Eleven. Did you go to any 7-Elevens there? Can I tell you something about the 7-Elevens there? And I know you guys are going to be like, what the hell are you talking no, about? No, it's all over TikTok. Yeah. I've, I've seen okay. these. Okay, 7-Eleven there is, I don't really have a comp to it, but people are eating at 7-Eleven. That is not uncommon at all. Like the the food that you're getting there, That's you know how we have- at 7-Eleven, what's the big deal? I, but I don't yeah, think- Yeah, same here. Dude, <laughs> hot dog, better. They cheese. have like different but it's drinks. Like, yeah, but it's like <laughs> five real- Five pizza dog? Come on, a whole pizza for five You've bucks? You've never had a chili on. cheese dog at 2 a.m., have you? <laughs> Slurpee? Come on, bro. I'm pretty sure when you go to 7-Eleven, <laughs> you're not worried about the quality of the food. There's actually good quality food there at 7-Eleven. Yeah. So a lot of times 7-Eleven. No, I knew that they have that 7-Eleven culture is different than our 7-Eleven culture. 7-Eleven Family Mart. Those are their two. You guys tell me if this helps Al's case or hurts Al's case. So during the break, we continued to talk about his uh, Kobe beef adventure. And he showed me some pictures of the awards that he was yeah. being okay. led to his table. He was in none of these videos. Again, like you, there. Not one. Somebody was took Michelle? somebody. No, somebody took videos of this place he's describing that look handheld, that look like he's doing it, but Al's face or voice do not appear in any of these videos. <laughs> because it's because it's better for the story. I will never show you me in any one of these. Well, it's funny because you were showing me. I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to hear his voice. Like, hear you say, "Hey, check that out." Nope. Like, just something to a reflection of your face in one of the uh, windows or something. When I, send a, your video, when I send your video, look, Travis, a part of my beans that I'm making right now, right, you well, know it's me. Right, right. Yeah. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, no, so I, it's going to be a screen recording from the documentary he watched last night to tell us about <laughs> this guy, restaurant. This guy came into the break. He's like, which food video did you watch on Netflix? <laughs> that yeah, describes it exactly to the point. But, but I'm going to go back to it because I know you're, you're a foodie. You appreciate food. I do appreciate food. it. I, I like these experiences. You would have sat there just in like awe so of the whole experience what, what, what i fit in in the sense because the second i'm done i feel like i got to get out and then like european culture you linger you hang out like that's your table for the night you go to a restaurant they bring in you Spain, more food they'll yeah. bring you more and you they can take sit their there time for deliver. three hours and mm-hmm. no one gives you the stink eye and here after about an hour and 20 minutes they're like you gotta move bro we're trying to flip this table for the next person which which is that at this restaurant specifically no, because it's a really long experience and you're kind of it, that's promoted. But most of the Japanese restaurants, you're kind of in and out. Yeah, you know, if you go to a place and plus, I, you know, I've explained this to you. We got eight, ten seats a, a restaurant, so these restaurants are super small. If you got eight, ten seats, there's a good chance there's going to be a few people waiting. They don't want you sitting there scrolling through Twitter for a half hour. <laughs> 
right? They eat your food and keep it moving. But that's that's kind of the culture too. They eat their food and they keep it. Could moving. Could I order another martini? Push my chair back from the table, cross my legs, and just like I'm going to be here for a minute because that's one of my all time favorite moves, right? That when you're done with the food, you turn your chair to the side like this, right? You put one leg over the other, and you're like, yeah, you know after what? The tacos. I uh, saw you. Yeah, I did do it yeah. at the tacos. Yeah. You saw me do and it. We're sitting on the street. It's one of my favorite things. Mm. Like I'm done, but one more drink would hit the spot. Would just bring me one more. If it's a place with a full bar, I think that's expected. If it's a spot where you're primarily there for the food, even though they're serving beer, they probably want to move you. All right, Emily. So you think that the uh, the our robot overlords have created a simulation <sighs> for college football? I I'm just saying if. People are writing a script, a perfect script for a season. The last season of four teams in the college football playoff, there right. might be something something brewing here. So what do you got? I was just thinking about yesterday, and I think I was watching, listening to a podcast too about it. But so, USC, fantastic. USC's back. USC is back to its prominence of being one of the best team, uh, best uh, schools in college football. You know who else is back? Texas. Texas is back. They beat Alabama. They handedly beat Alabama. It wasn't close. They crushed them. And they're also, last year, in their Big 12 conference. Mm. All right? So last year for USC in Pac-12, last year for Texas in Pac-12, or in Big 12. And you got Georgia, killing it at SEC. Great over there. Do your thing. Georgia's going to continue to do good. All right? So those are three teams that I think would be great in the college football playoff. You see a rematch of USC-Texas, and then Georgia versus... And now let me let me let me paint this picture of this one. All right, so Pac-12 last year again of the Pac-12 as it is uh, currently constructed, and there is a team obviously that's making waves that'll have a big game this weekend, a big game the following weekend, and they Arizona State <laughs> they will play USC uh, in what three games? Yes, in three games. Yeah, okay? three games. So that's let's right. paint a picture: Colorado USC in that game. Uh, USC beats Colorado, but by. Like, last-second field goal, great game. No team was truly bad in that game. It just came down to luck. Somebody made Who had the ball at the end. Yes, yep. and so then neither of these, both these teams cannot play in the Pac-12 championship game because they're on the same side of the conference. Right. All right, so USC goes, USC goes to the Pac-12 championship game, beats up on Utah, totally crushes Utah. And so Colorado's only loss is to USC in a very tight game. They had no opportunity to go to the Pac-12 championship game. And the, the committee is thinking to themselves, <laughs> what is going to get us the most ratings in the last top four? Hmm. Colorado, <laughs> Georgia, USC, Texas. Come on, who doesn't it, buy that? It's the dream Ooh. matchup of every television executive that you could ever run across, right? Because you have basically... The only thing you're, you're missing the Midwest, right? Because you have the South, you yeah. have Texas, you have California... And then you have a random you want one of participant. those Big Ten, Michigan or Ohio State, yeah. maybe. But Coach maybe. Prime trumps all of that. I know, right? Coach Prime and is Texas. so famous, and it's such a big deal that it becomes the dream matchup. I, I didn't even think about it like this. That it is that this is the only way that what you're describing could happen okay. because Alabama and Texas are going to be in the same league and you're going to get maybe you get more than two teams in there but it's going to be much harder right because your conference champ and then the runner-up that right. even with eight and 12 the spaces run out pretty pretty quickly mm -hmm. two teams from the Pac-12 potentially in their last year the last year that Texas is in the Big 12 all of these things that you mentioned them is the perfect opportunity because everybody's going to be together yeah. next year, and there's just fewer spots if everybody's together. I'm in. I, and I don't know USC if we have to Texas rig it again. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it may be the greatest college football game of all time. It's and certainly both on the these short schools list. are back when I, they had big dips. I don't know if them playing the one of the best college football games in history plays into it. I think it's just that both those, like you just said right there, both programs are back. And okay, right? like, people the, like both, seeing the colors against each other, yes. the uniforms against yes. each other. You'll get people to watch just because it's Texas versus USC. And it's not like they've been there every single year. There, There is a little bit of like, okay, hey, it's Alabama again. Hey, it's Georgia again. Hey, it's Ohio State. There are schools that are pretty much there is a, a flip of the coin that they're in the college football championship. I think it's the fact that they haven't been they're either. They're new blue bloods. If there's such a thing as that, they're That's beca- a good point. because SC hasn't played for the title in, what, 10, 12 years? Long yeah. time, right? Same thing with Tech. Texas went mm-hmm. back, I believe, the year after and lost to Alabama mm-hmm. with Colt McCoy. Um, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, they've been in it over and over again. SC's new. Colorado, new. Colorado – as much as I would love to see, it would that happen, have to take a lot, it, but it'd be a miracle. We have not seen them go up against Here's the, the beauty. big dog. Here's the beauty with Colorado, and you tell me if this is something that. Do you think in six, seven weeks from now, they get a couple losses under their belt? Right, they're sitting at. They lose to SC. They lose to Oregon as well. And even if they lose, and it's a couple scores, uh-huh. whatever the case is, I think a lot of people, you know, getting prime time on every network right away you're just waiting for monday can we get him on you know and he's going to be on first take and he's going to be on undisputed what all the big ones that are out there i think even if they have they stumble because there's just really good college football teams out there i think what to me is more fascinating is all these kids that are across college football right now or they're high school athletes today how much is I remember I heard I heard Deion Sanders saying this after I want to say week one he was talking about the O line and the D line he's like what do you think happens to this university if I start getting me some four star and five star recruits at the 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 most important position right the D line I know the sexy position you got the quarterback the yeah. receivers everything else I don't think this is the Dion thing I don't think is it something that's just going to fade away even if they start losing games what's more fascinating to me is what does Dion have in a year from now. Depends on what the fate is. If they fade in the sense that they go from th- they're the story in college football, not even close, not even close. Yeah. Are they still in the top two or three things we're talking about, or do they fall back to something that's more of like a five hundred so team, six Are and they six? Playing? Let's say they're six I, and six. I, I think that the bloom will be off the rose a little bit in that sense. That Alabama and Ohio State and Texas and USC, they're still going to get their first pick at those guys, but Colorado. Going to the Big Twelve, being in that league, being competitive will help. But I don't. They have to be a just think, two or three loss team. Think, deep think, about, think about think guys. about just what you just said. Think about what you said. That who's going to go get the first? The first, the teams, the universities are going to go get the first guys. The Ohio States, the Georgias. This. If you're telling me Colorado's the second group, damn. I don't know. They, they might be. I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to throw cold water on this because it's such a great story. It really is, and I'm loving it. Shadur Sanders is awesome. Travis Hunter is awesome. Coach Prime is awesome. It's a just really fun story, but I think it's going to fade simply because they're going to start to play some better teams. It's just the inevitable process of football, right? If they can finish 9-3, and three, they're going to be at the top all year long because right. they're going to be a top 15 team, a top 10 team. But if they're f- – 
What were they Floating picked? How many wins? Three? They three and a half? one game last I know, but year. I this year was like three and a half? Something like that. Something but, okay, like so that. last year, you know, going into the season, we did not think that USC would be in the college football playoff scenario. We thought maybe it was a year or two away, obviously, because Lincoln Raleigh coming in and Caleb Williams being as good as he was. But that aside, it's not insane that a team comes in with a great new coach and some impact pair, the CQI, yeah. is in Colorado's favor. So... I don't think it's absolutely insane that they could be in the top 15 at the end of the year. Top 15, I agree with you. Top 10 is a bit of a stretch, and, and better than that, I think, is almost impossible what if you're, this What if season? you're top 25? Like, you don't, that's oh, no, my no, point. That's a huge deal. My, my but, point is that I don't even think you have to – what they've done so far and the fact that they are such a storyline, I agree with you. That's I mean, come on. How sustainable is that? Yeah. You're, you're going to end up facing teams – that are how many teams are there right now ranked in the Pac-12? Is it seven eight. of them? Some of the eight, whatever eight. it is, you're gonna face some good schools. Yeah, I gonna win all those games, but just to to see him go, if he goes from one win in Colorado to six, what if this happens? is that not a good story it, for great, next it's, season? It's a great story, but what? Let's say they beat Colorado State on Saturday, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, here we go, Coach Prime's three and zero, and he's playing his first Pac-12 game. It is on. They go into Eugene, final score fifty-two to ten. Very well can happen. Okay, then it's like, <laughs> all right, right, like, and, and I don't think, but it's sure. not off the board. Well, it could be forty nine twenty seven, right? Like I'm saying that yeah, they still that, get their butts kicked, yeah. but they put up some points in the process. Yeah, it, it's going to depend on what it looks like, and it's going to depend on who puts it on them, right? I'm I'm rooting for the guy. If they I root, beat Oregon, I really, I'm truly rooting for him. I want this to last as long as I can, as it can, because it's exciting. It's yeah. new. It's not yeah. just. Hey, look, Georgia's really good. I mean, that's fun. They're, they are. Hey, look, Michigan's really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Georgia, Alabama, are. Oklahoma, Ohio State. Like, who cares? Right. It, it's not Jorge, right? <laughs> that I, I'm with you. A new face in there. Because is SC a new face? I know that this version They've is. They've never been in the college football playoffs. So I think they'd be a new face. It's SC. They've got like 10 national championships. But not – okay, so again, people that are my age – we saw I was ten and during that. Uh, okay, you know, but thing. do you look at SC the way you look at Oregon or Washington? Honestly, kind of. Okay. In terms of my time of watching it okay. with my own eyes, I understand the history. Whatever. I, and I'm really asking. It's interesting that you say that because to me there are ten or twelve teams that are like these are the teams, and SC even when they're terrible and they were for a while, they were still one of those teams. Even Notre Dame could go zero and twelve. They're still one of those teams. But yes. Alabama could go 0 and 12. They're still the brands. Like, the season. brands are, you know, look, look at the NBA, NFL, uh, college Same basketball. Difference. Those are. And again, prefacing this, I'm, I was raised in the East Coast and I didn't watch a ton of Pac 12 games when I was growing up, and I grew up at the time that I did. So that's why for me it dipped. Basically, Emily's saying that SC is Washington State. That's what no, I heard. No, I didn't that. say exactly that. Please don't say that. No, Emily hates She said SC, Arizona State. She said Arizona State. Coogum <laughs> said Emily Hebel. That's what she said. Uh, I really am looking forward to the first find for guys that are load managed because yeah. it's never. Get them out of here. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Still can't believe you got to uh, hang with Fernando yesterday. Oh, I can't believe it either. <laughs> Did you kind of keep kicking yourself as it was happening? You you go okay. there thinking maybe it's going to happen. It happens. How long does the buzz last? Because I asked. I, I, you know, we're walking up there. Beth, I was like, hey, man, what are the chances we see this guy? He's like, I don't know. We're gonna, we're, I'm just showing you guys around. If it happens, it happens. Like we can't plan for that, so it's like okay, cool. Like we'll take we took our chances, and sure enough, we ran into him. So then after that happened, we're going downstairs. We go by we, we get we get a I get the michelada, and then I'm like, you know what? Before oh, I get how the, good did that taste dude, after was, Fernando? But no, no, hold on. So there's the guy. I I go to the restroom because it's right next to the bar. I'm like, I go to the restroom. I get a michelada. I go to the restroom. There's a guy next to me with, with a Valenzuela uh, jersey. We're washing our hands, and I'm like, my man, you're gonna hate me right now. And he's like, what's up? Uh, and I show him the picture. He's like, bro, where was that? And he's like, you just missed him, man. He just walked up right now. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, he just walked. You just missed him. He's like, dude. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, congrats, man. I'm glad you got it's the great. picture. You know yeah. what's funny? For, like, as famous as Fernando is, and especially as famous as he is here, right? Like, Fernando would be famous in Chicago or Atlanta or whatever, but in L.A., yeah. it's totally different. Yeah, he's a guy. You don't see him around a lot. Like, it's he's not the man. Of, like, you, there's not a week that goes by that I don't get a text from somebody saying, I ran into Magic Johnson at, you know, or, or whatever, where pe- other really famous people get spotted sure. frequently. Sure. And Magic's super public. Yeah. But I'd, I've lived here virtually my entire life. Other than at Dodger Stadium, I've never heard of anybody running into Fernando. Why is he avoiding you? <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe that's it. You Maybe should take that picture. Next time you go to a Dodger game. Have one of those, you know how people take a photo and they make a shirt out of it? Yeah. So then you just tell everybody, just show everybody, ah, look, I met Fernando, not I'm a big deal. i a picture out of him with Fernando. I'm <laughs> going to put I'm that on my T-shirt. Even when Vin was around, like, I would hope maybe one day I'll run yeah. into him. You know, he's nice. Because I know Carlo's been to it, and that's yeah. how he met Vin Scully, because he ran into him at, by the press box and whatnot. And that's how a lot of people get to meet these people sometimes. Because, sure. like, to your point, you don't see them out often in the city or, like, at a restaurant or whatever. Plus, they're not going to eat at the same taco joint that I'm eating at. You feel me? Well, like, for instance, I, we were out one night, and I, I knew him this much. I'm talking about Tommy Lasorda. We were out. Susan and I were out to dinner one night, and you look, there's Tommy Lasorda mm. having dinner. And I went over and said, hey, Tommy, good to see you again. And he, he'd been filling in a lot for Jim. So we'd spent a lot of time together. So we weren't friends, but we were friendly you acquaintances, know. Yeah, sure. right? And so he, it wasn't some random person walking up. And Tommy, like, held court basically with just Susan for about 20 minutes. Like, but that's Tommy. Tommy's going to do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. Tommy likes to tell stories. Tommy liked to be, you know, the center of attention. 20s he's in the zone. to do all those sure. things. But guys like Fernando... You don't hear those stories, man. Very he often. was walking. I saw him. Man, Meant I to be. In the hallway. Meant to I'm be. Like, man, that's Fernando. Well, you said it. How long till after it wore off? Does it sound like anything no. wore off? <laughs> no, it sounded man. like he just met okay. him right now in the hallway. Okay, ready? Yeah. Beckham or Fernando? What was a bigger thrill? Because okay. you met them both in the last. I couple met him both last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I, I would say Beckham because it meant more to me. Like I looked up to the guy, watched yeah. him play the whole night. I grew up watching this guy. Fernando, because of my family and what they've sure. been telling me. 
Mm. The proper answer is Fernando. No, I, Twitter's <laughs> gonna come at me for Dude, sure. I'm like, come at kidding. me. Who cares? I'll send the same bots to sleep with, <laughs> with the crypto. At crypto, come at me. <laughs> I got what five million in Bitcoin ready to, you know. Let me know, guys. Just, just send me your account number and I'll hook you up. Wait, I'll but, hook you okay, up. But, but remember how you said there's three top Mexican athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. I already got Julio. Fernando. Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez. Chavez. I already got. I, I met him. I met Fernando. Yeah. I just need Hugo Sanchez. Hmm. And I'll have the trifecta. Where would you be most likely to run into him? Uh, he's an ESPN guy, so maybe across the street. Hey, it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. You that could know. very Head well happen. Swivel, Jorge. Dude, next week somewhere. I was gonna say, <laughs> listen, man, you're on a you're that on a heater awesome, right man. now. Hugo Sanchez, Julio Cesar Chavez, and Fernando. I'll picture meeting those guys, dude. Incredible. Let's I, get him all together too. You're like, that's, <laughs> yeah, dude, same wait, time. can you imagine how red that? That's gonna be a red occasion. <laughs> I just saw this on Twitter, so uh, you know. Obviously, Joe Burrow had a terrible week last week. The Bengals lost. It, it was not a good showing from Mister Mister Joey Ice or Joey Burr, whatever you call him. Uh, so Joey he, Burr, he I like kind of, Joey Ice. He should go by that, whether he does or he doesn't. I don't know, but kind of like had it. like a longer haircut going into the game, a little floppier, a little more trendy, I guess. And so then he goes into the press conference today, trimmed up. Not, like does not look the same as he got a haircut essentially. So someone asked him. So he's was asked oh, when you know it's time for a new haircut, and he says when you have a game like that on Sunday, you get a haircut. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> I, I subscribe to that. Sometimes it's like you know what this isn't working out. Is that a very I, baseball I, thing? It, it it's an athlete thing. I think you just got to change up the mojo. You just that this this doesn't work. This yeah. jacket doesn't work. This haircut doesn't work. Yeah. We're, Justin Free Herbert cut off all of his hair. Yeah, and people yeah. went crazy over that. Right. He had mm-hmm. the long kind of flowing kind of deal, and then he went like he was joining the Marines. Yeah. He, he took it all off. Yeah. I, Joey Ice is his new nickname. I, whatever, whenever we talk Joe Burrow. Joey Burr. Isn't it Joe Cool? <laughs> That's why I said Joe Burr. I'm like, I kind of like what she did that. Those are both good. I like yeah. them a lot. Are the Clippers the reason that the NBA is basically saying, all right, enough of this? You guys need to play your guys, and you really need to play your guys yeah. on national TV. I know that the Spurs a million years ago yeah. were kind of the pioneers in this category of things we all hate, but the Spurs, at least when it was playoff time, showed up and delivered. At least we got the playoff version of that. We haven't gotten that with the Clips. I don't think it's the Clippers. I don't think they're the reason. I don't think they're the reason just because they're just not popular enough. I'm not telling you that the Clippers – they got an unbelievable – every year for the past five years, you look at that roster and you're like, I think this might be the best roster on paper. This year coming up, we're going to have similar conversations. If Kawhi is healthy, if PG is healthy, all that sure. stuff, right? But I don't – they're just not – for what the NBA Board of Governors approved today, that there's going to be some new um, new stipulations based on resting players and a lot it's going to have to do with nationally televised games – I, the reason why I don't think it's the Clippers is because I don't know how many nationally televised games they have, but mm-hmm. I know it's not going to be more than Burn. the Lakers and the Warriors and some of these other teams. Um, I don't think it's the Clippers. What you mentioned yesterday is still the thing that I'm most intrigued about. But why would I'm not talking about the Clippers are going to be the most affected by it. I'm talking about that the, the reason for the, it. Their best player, Kawhi Leonard, one mm-hmm. of the best players in the whole league, basically doesn't play unless he feels like playing. And I know he's had some – I don't mean to dismiss his injury problems, but he's kind of the face of load management. And and Paul George has missed a lot of time. That that organization made it so like, hey, man, we got to do something about this. Am I wrong? I see the angle. I see the angle, but I, I, I go back to the one thing that the NBA is doing, which kind of throws it off a little bit of part of that point is – 
They're only paying attention to nationally televised games. Okay, actually, there's three things. Nationally televised games, <laughs> in-season tournament, and multiple and, – and this is with multiple all-stars that are missing games. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi – Perfectly normal. Ka- Kawhi is definitely – Kawhi and PG are definitely two guys that miss a lot of time. But I think I think the thing that throws me off is because they're nationally televised games. I feel like there's other teams on there. They're, the purpose of doing it – it might be a foundation of what the Clippers are doing, and maybe other teams have followed. Uh, but I think there's more. They to They used it than to that. have more tele- televised games, nationally televised games. When because, CP was there. Well, when they didn't Marlins! think that they were gonna, um, you know, put them on. Uh, <laughs> that's but like they put them on Christmas. They put them on opening day. Like they they put the Clippers in prime position, and then they get you know what? They Clipper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, that's what happens now. The air. Okay, so the nationally televised game part. Sure, I, I get it. I'm just going to – the Lakers have a game against the Utah Jazz on Tuesday night that's on Spectrum, okay? And they need to beat the Utah Jazz. So LeBron James and Anthony Davis go out there and play and play well, and they win the game. But they play 35 minutes apiece in that game. Yeah. And then they got a game the very next night, and it's on TNT, and it's against the Denver Nuggets, and they have a little bit of tired legs. They got their their low back is bothering them. They're LeBron just will not be thirty nine. Right. AD is AD. You're telling me that those guys can't take a night off because it's a national TV game, and the Lakers have more. How, how do you enforce that? So you're you're not hurt. You're supposed to play. I'm telling you, my back is killing me. I played thirty eight minutes last night. It was a tough game. It's two nights in a row. I can't go. How do you enforce that rule? Could there just be so much pressure towards the league? From the networks, ESPN, TNT, um, from fans. How many different stories do you get of fans that travel X amount of miles to come out to a game because they get one opportunity to see I, I Steph that. Curry? Could it could it just be that, hey, the NBA knows this ain't perfect. The NBA also knows that there's going to be holes in how they execute this, but they have to do something. Listen, getting a chance, and you had an opportunity to do a lot of games with Michael back in the days. Michael Thompson, right? Right. How many times does Michael Thompson mention during a season, are you flipping kidding me? This player is not going to play. That player is not going to play. Um, and, you know, I, I know I know things aren't the way it used to be because then he could say, Al, you know, we used to play 82 games and mm-hmm. we used to fly commercial and this and that. Like, I, I get all that stuff. It's not the same way that it used to be before. But maybe this is just the – I mean, Adam Silver is holding a press conference right now yeah. that maybe this is just – look. We're trying to come up it's, with ways to make the players play. It's not perfect, more. and it's you, you want th- that guy you're talking about that shows up once a year, and he wants to see Steph Curry play. And Steph's a bad example. Steph plays a lot of games, but you you want to see Anthony Davis, sure. And that's one of the nights that he's not able. Yeah. to I, I feel for that guy. Giannis, I really do. Yep. Giannis, any of them. It, it's difficult to make that happen. But I don't know how you just tell a guy, oh, you're we're finding you, we're 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 dinging your team or whatever it is when he's saying. I, I have a lower back, and my lower back I'm is sore. I'm not healthy, mm-hmm. and if I play tonight, I'm hurting my team's chances down the line to be able to be in the postseason, to win in the postseason. It's just it's an unsolvable problem. They, they just flashed something you're talking about, uh, Adam Silver talking right now at his press conference that you need to play in 65 regular season games to be eligible for postseason awards. Okay, so and I'm literally reading this in, in real time. 
You mean to tell me that you think you're going to squeeze a couple of extra games out of Giannis and Embiid and LeBron James because they want to be named postseason MVP, finals MVP? Or do you think they want to be at their physical best to be able to go in there and help their team win? And all this is going to do is create some weird MVPs because, you know, Anthony Davis played 60 games during yep. the regular season and goes in there and just smashes everybody in the postseason. He's the best player and it's not even close. The MVP goes to Austin Reeves because he played in 75 games. That's insane. The Suns win an NBA championship. KD and Devin Booker don't reach the threshold. And Bradley Beal. That's what I'm saying. It, it's an, it's, it's an insane okay, can, can solution. I, can I. Because no, they won't care. Knowing that it's not perfect and they have to figure it out, would you rather have them try something like this than not do anything when it comes to trying to I, address the load management? I, I guess you try. I guess there's no there's no harm in trying it along the way, but this is not the Sounds solution funky. to the problem. It, it is. Yeah. I, my, my knee hurts. I played 40 minutes last night. I can't go tonight. Fine. What? What do you mean? Well, just – You're does, ineligible does it, for does, the – MVP of the postseason. Doesn't it cares? also just say, ultimately, at the end of the day, they don't really care. They just care about play for these nationally televised games. Well, like, let's not pretend that they care about that fan that you were talking okay. about. Because that fan that you were talking about, it might be a game against the Orlando Magic, and the timing of the calendar just worked out, and they're there for that game. They don't care about that fan. They care about, hey, ESPN's paying us, and so is TNT. It crushes the Minnesotas, the Orlandos, the New Indianas, Orleans. the Detroits of mm -hmm. the world where you're not on national TV a lot. So if I know I have to play against the Warriors in two nights, I'm not playing against you tonight. The, yeah. war, the, the people in the bigger cities with the better teams it's not for the are going to get the better players. No, it's not hey, I don't mean to ruin it. It never is. It never is. All right, so this is a graphic that ESPN put up there, so I'm going to read it off some of the rules for quote-unquote stars, as I say. So, teams must manage their roster to ensure no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Again, how do you quantify a star? Right. Two, star players must be available for national te national television and in-season tournament games. Exceptions, players 35 and older, played 34,000 regular season minutes, or 1,000 career games. Why did they just say LeBron? Exception. <laughs> right. LeBron okay, so James. Le LeBron is exempt. Move on. And right? then fines include $100,000 for the first event uh, offense. To the team or to the player? The team. It's a team. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. $250,000 to the second offense. $1 million or on more. On top of that. Than previous penalty for mm -hmm. additional fines. And again, a star player is qualified as all-star or all-NBA <laughs> in the last three and seasons. And that buddy goes to the network that yeah. was supposed to have your game. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Hey, you need to play tonight. I, I can't. No, you do or we're getting fined. I mean, maybe teams will just eat the money. They're like, look, we, we'd rather pay a $100,000 fine than put Anthony Mark Davis Cuban out would do there. that. That's what I'm saying. We'd rather do that than put Luca out there on a night when we don't think he should be playing. It, it won't fix the problem. It's a, it's, a lot I of like, holes to it. I like that they want to fix it. Yeah. I just don't know if that actually – you know, we also have Adam Silver, it. which we can play his own sound in the next segment if you Let's want to. Let's do it. To. We'll continue the conversation because I think th their heart's in the right place, but the execution makes no sense to me at all. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Someone hasn't picked you up and then given you the driver, the food three times times in one day, but someone's picked you up three <laughs> times in one day. Yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah. My guy, I miss him. You're going to be looking at your Uber driver every time for the rest of your life. Like, I wonder if I'm ever going to see this guy again. Before, it's like the most transactional thing in the world. It's a one time. You never get it. I couldn't tell you what a single Uber driver I've ever had looks like, sounded like, nothing. I don't know. It's just, it's, it could be a robot for all I know sitting in the front seat. I have no idea. You had the same guy three times in three hours. The, the most interesting thing in that Tokyo. happened to me in an Uber, guy offered me water and mint. Would you like a water? No, thanks. Would you like a mint? No, thanks. Like, yeah, I've I'm good. That. Yeah. yeah Which two. is a cool touch. Now, I, I haven't grabbed the water <laughs> or the mints, but I appreciate the offer. Am I the only one that thinks that this is an attempt to roofie somebody? Okay, well, there is a <laughs> I, there's I a movie think. about this thing yeah. called Spree where yeah. he literally gives people the water and then Yeah, no, no, no. I I don't The take, cap's already open and I'll, it's like half with a bottle of water. Hey, would, you like a, would you like to take one of my mints? No, I would not. No, thank you. Yeah. Very much. I don't know where I mean, no. No, I I don't if you gave me a can of Coke that yeah. was sealed, sure. You should be an Uber driver. <laughs> I'd be a good Uber driver. I Say was, nothing. Yeah. I was in Chapel Hill when I was in college uh, for a weekend, and my friends and I were going out, and we it was kind of in like the beginning of Ubers. Like Ubers were still used, but like not a ton at that point in time. And we got into this one like Uber that also was a taxi. Anyway, it was a whole thing. But uh, he had like strobe lights in his car. I've had that. I've and had And some that. like not yeah. not. Like not like smoke machines, but and, almost almost like Christmas lights. It like strung up through the inside of the yeah, car. Yeah, but then he, yes, he did have like strange. a smoke machine esque thing in there, and I was like, I've gotten. And then I the following year, same car. It's like a. And I was like, so I've been the same kind of car twice in a row. How about this? Hey, are you uh, Al? Yep, that's me. Are you Dave? Yeah, hi Dave. All right, drive me to my spot. You take the front seat. Thank you. I do. If well, that's because you need leg room. If, if I do, if I'm by myself, I always will open the front door and. All kidding aside, I will ask, is it okay if I sit up here with you? If it's a woman, I won't. I'll, I'll pop in yeah. the back because I don't want to freak her out. Yeah. But if it's a guy, I will, hey, I fit much better up here than I do back there. Are you cool? I've never, other than in Sometimes the pandemic, for new, more no one has ever said no. They're like, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. And then we sit there in silence and he drives me home and, and you're on your phone. Text. See you later. Yeah. I would just move the seat up in front. I'd be like, listen, sit back there. I'll move the seat up. You got plenty Look, of space. If now. that's what they said, fine. But your, you know, Toyota Corolla, the back seat, I don't have a ton of room back here. Like if you want, I, I, We'll be even better is if you sit in the back and they move the seat back. It's my car. All right. This is my car. All right. So Adam Silver was talking earlier today about trying to come up with some sort of solution to get more of their best players on the floor more often. Everyone is acknowledging this is an issue. 
and that's an issue for the fans. So there was the adoption of the policy was unanimous. There was full support from the Player Association. I think, though, people were also saying, well, let's see what this means in practice. What does it mean when a league doctor is coming in and separately looking at a player's health? I, I, I do think this, will, this policy will deal with the more, most egregious examples, and we'll go from there. And I just think, lastly, that you know, even though the teams are highly competitive um, with each other, they shouldn't be competing when it comes to health and the, the science of performance and care for our players, especially since contracts have gotten shorter, players move from team to team. And I think we're declaring also there's more to be learned here. And I think rather, you know, in all seriousness, like the Sudafed example, uh, saying let's really not just take for granted somebody saying load management. Well, of course you need to rest after this many days. Let's really study it and understand it and see if there are changes we need to make. And it may turn out, you know, a lot of the Older players, by that I mean now at this point retired players, when I first became in the league, used to believe that they were more likely to get injured if they took nights off, that it would, they would get out of rhythm. And in some cases, maybe played fewer minutes, but they played. And that's something we want to look at as well. I, I deeply, deeply respect the hustle. I do. I, and, and I respect the idea of, look, let's look into this more. Let's find out if the yeah. science backs up what we're trying to say. I get it. I like that he's trying to get his best players on the court as often as possible, and especially in front of the most eyes as possible, right? More people are going to see a game on TNT than they're going to see on a local Phoenix network. Sure. Right? I, yeah. get, I, I get it. How do you enforce it? This is the part that's so challenging, man. You're just going to randomly – I'm really honestly looking forward to the first time they try to enforce this rule yep. and what the response to it is. I think it's going to be a really big deal in the beginning. I do too. In the beginning. I wonder if it wears off from You think there. it'll work? A league official coming – this is this is the hole that I have in this entire thing. When I hear him say – and I'm, I'm a big fan of Adam Silver. A lot of people are – but my whole ride out the gate is, you know, we really are doing this for the fans. That just that part, you're doing it for nationally televised games. Right. You're doing it for the networks. And by the way, it's part of doing business, and I understand that. That the business side of it is what's motivating this thing, nothing else. But though we're doing it for the fans, we already played out all the different scenarios. If Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to Orlando for one game and you don't care about that game, but you care about the second on a back-to-back because it's in New York at the Garden, then don't say, don't tell me you're doing it for the fans because you don't care about the Magic fans. You care about, well, he's going to be at the Garden in New York. Listen, that's just how business works. I get it. I just hate that angle of it where, no, this is all for the fans. It's not. You're just trying to make sure that you got your I's dotted and your T's crossed. My last thing on that, it's just they've let this thing go on way too long where the players have become accustomed to, hey, I didn't say not, not tonight. And fans have become accustomed to, eh, he's not yeah, playing used tonight. To and you move on. And the NBA regular season, you think the Lakers care if they're the – fifth seed or the third seed probably not that much did the celtics and the miami heat you think they're dying for seed and grinding out an 82 game season not that much be healthy at the end when it matters most these teams are still gonna operate the one like thing i will just say ireland mentioned this yesterday any attempt or step to try to have your sure. best players playing this may not work it may not work it may be the worst idea ever but it's the we're gonna try it it might work it might not do you remember this when they used to when they just started, was it a year ago or something, where they checked the pitchers on their way yeah. out? 
And do you remember in the beginning, guys were taking off their pants? I'm like, guys, relax. It's not like the umpire. It's not the umpire's rule. But then eventually it just became, hey, take a look. No sticky stuff, nothing, and you move on. I wonder if we'll get to a point where it's not I that hope big so. of a deal. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so I didn't know that he did this, but apparently the St. Louis Cardinals are announcing that Adam Wainwright will perform a live concert at Bush Stadium during the final home weekend later this month. Do we know? Does he sing? Does he play an instrument? What does he do? So from the He's a like, beatboxer. video. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that would be amazing. I would go. I, I, I would stay, become stay. a Cardinal fan. <laughs> That's he, Adam Wainwright, everybody. He finishes his last game, storied career, and then does the beatboxing. No, but he does a guitar, country singing, folk singing kind of stuff. Have you heard his music? I haven't heard his music, but I saw, like, again, I was, I was it was during the show when I saw this happen, so I had my mute on my computer. But Speaking uh, of beatbox, cool. there he is, Tyler <laughs> yeah, Poppin. Exactly. But yeah, it looks like he just does country music. Look at that beatboxing, that fantasy football. <laughs> hey, hey, long season. I don't know if I know season. the full story I, I, okay, about that. so. John I've was heard, like, on vacation last week for a little while yeah. as well. He was in Tokyo and, with and <laughs> You guys went together. <laughs> so he was flying back when they did their fantasy football draft. Yeah. John was on an airplane and was unable to draft. So he enlisted Tyler to pick to draft in his form. place. Okay. Tyler, at least to John's point of view, okay. drafted the worst fantasy team ever drafted in the history of fantasy football. Okay. Tyler, to his credit, is insisting – you wait and it's see. Gonna, this it's going to turn around. This is going to turn around. Yeah. It's going to work out. Okay. But it's Gina Smith as the uh, quarterback. It of the doesn't team. look great. <laughs> so through week one, well, was this when they were talking about he played Mace week one? <laughs> yes. Is that what it was? Yeah. And Mace just, I believe, I don't know if it was his second pick in the draft, but he yeah. took Jameer Gibbs from the Lions, who yep. is a very dynamic, explosive yeah. player out of Alabama. He also doesn't even start for his team. That he's the yeah. second running back on the Detroit line. It's a fine bench option, or someone you know listen, gets injured listen. ahead of them. Because don't Tyler, you want to find guys that play. Jorge, that I think sounds like Jorge, a good idea. I think you're going to stand with me on this one. Because Tyler was such a baller in the softball game for Team Sliwa, I'm with Tyler all the way. I'm going down with the ship. For good reason. Going also, down with the ship. To fantasy football people out there, uh, Travis Kelsey was spotted at practice, moving around very swiftly. Okay. With very swiftly, Taylor. You see. <laughs> Swiftly. That was That's good. everywhere. Like I don't. Maybe Emily, this is your fault uh, for sure. Because I don't that, know what he's going to say, but I agree. <laughs> that that is the Taylor Swift thing is something I would have seen like in my preparation to do my job prior to you, but I never would have stopped to consider it. Now I'm in the Taylor Swift world Takes time. by osmosis through you. And now I feel like I kind of want to know what's going to happen next. I saw an NSYNC video what song, yesterday. What song will be about Taylor it? Swift <laughs> right. was there. I was like, tell me more. Are they going to move in together? Are they going to have children together? Like, what? what how is she this moving to Kansas City? Is she, she moving to, to Kansas New York? City? Yeah. There's a lot of questions to be answered, is sure. Best, I'm going to take Bernie Williams off because I believe he is a professional musician. Best athlete who moonlights as a musician. Shaq had a platinum record as a rapper. Shaq did have a platinum record. Yeah. Dame. Dame is a really good rapper too. Dame's That's a, good. 
there's like some of the artists that you see, Kirk you're Cousins. like, why are they doing what they're doing? <laughs> Dame was a really good artist. Yeah. Kirk, Do you remember right. this name? I'm going to go old school on Okay. Him. It's only because I worked with him when I was down in San Diego. Remember Tim Flannery? Oh, sure. So Tim Flannery was a really good musician as well. And I remember back in the He's day- like a scrappy little middle infielder, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But he was around for a long time. I think also part of the Giants organization. I think as part of those World Series because of Bruce Bochy. He was. Bochy from San Diego. Yeah. Went there. Okay. Flannery was with him. He was a really, really good artist as well. So we would do like post-game shows. And when the post-game show would end, he would do, you know, his band would perform and people were coming They're to good. watch Tim Flannery. Yeah. Yeah. You know who is, it's kind of funny, but it's not terrible as far as like famous athlete musician goes, John Daly. Like John Daly can sing just enough to where you're like, that's not so bad. It's not good. Don't 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 get it twisted. It's like Kirk it, Cousins, the NFL honor. Yes, it's like when you hear an athlete start singing, you're like, okay, this is gonna be bad, and you're like, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. John Daly, and all he does is is sing about golf and ex wives. Hell, I typed in <laughs> best sports musicians. Shaq is on there. Yeah, Bernie Williams is on there. Yep. John Daly yeah. is no, on John there. Daly's okay. I guess don't, he's not. Good, but he's. You would think John Daly is terrible. There. Manny yeah. Pacquiao. He's a Manny Pacquiao <laughs> sings, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and that face you thing. made was the right face. Right, yeah, that's what yeah. it was. It sings in air quotes along the way. It was today, September thirteenth, twenty oh seven. Patriots coat Bill Belichick is fine. NFL maximum half a million bucks. Patriots are ordered to pay two hundred fifty thousand, and the team loses a twenty oh eight first round draft choice for spying during a thirty eight to fourteen win over the Jets on September 9th. Yeah. we were talking a little bit about this this morning. When I think of Bill Belichick and the Patriots and that era, them being cheaters mm-hmm. is not the first thing that jumps to my mind. When I think of the Houston Astros, very first word associated Astros cheaters. Emily thought that that's right near the top of the list with the Patriots that they're cheaters. I- I'm with you. I don't think of the Patriots. And listen, you would have to tell me specifically, hey, remember this? Remember when Deflategate? Remember that? Remember this scandal, whatever the case is, before I even think about it? Yeah. So I'm with you. I don't I don't look at the Patriots that way. Is um, it because we're West Coast guys and we didn't have to deal with the Patriots no, regularly I, I, the way I, her team did? I think it just comes down to they won so many Super Bowls and were good for so long. It's not like they were – they justify anything that the they Astros did. were good for so long. I, I was just gonna say, um, I, I, I but like, not, I, like I, the, I not, not like the Patriots. Not like the Patriots. Not like the Patriots. Nothing's like the Patriots. But the Astros have continued to be good after yeah. that. It's kind of like, and not that they didn't rip off the Dodgers and the Yankees and everyone else, but it's kind of like yeah, they're still pretty damn good. And I hate that, but it's true. Okay, let's say they win. I think no matter what with them, it's going to be different. But let's just say they win a couple more World Series over and the next win, five years. They win this year. They sure of could. course they can. You're absolutely right. Let's say they win a couple more World Series in the next five years. Every year that they win, you'll think maybe a little bit less about 2017. If they didn't win this past season, 2017 stands out even more. It's just when they win, it stands out a little bit less. I need them to be bad. I need them. I need another scandal. I need to completely dismiss them all over again because we were talking like the, the team of the 2010s to the early 2020s, Dodgers or Braves? The answer is the Astros, as sickening as that is. 
So it's funny too. So uh, uh, Baker Mayfield said he kind of caught on to the Vikings si- uh, signals as the game was going on. And again, why you know the Buccaneers did beat the Vikings. Sure. But this is his response when he talked about the signals for the Vikings. Oh. I know I'm in Tampa, but I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan, so we're not going to condone that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's got to deny that he Good. he stole the signs and stuff. Obviously, like. You can read signs that they're being shown. I was to just going to say, um, there. I, I need to do this again because it makes my head hurt. There's a difference between you being sloppy with your signs and me being able to decode them because you're stupid. Yeah. And there's another thing between me using electronic espionage and banging on a trash can. There's a million miles between those two things. Baker Mayfield gets it. You Altuve just didn't want to take his jersey. He's very off. modest. Yeah, he's very modest. He got his a wife, tattoo. And then they went on. Instagram. <laughs> There's nothing but pictures of him and his wife at the beach. Were you saying SZA's name? SZA. Do you know how to say SZA, Mace? I, I SZA. Yes. SZA. Oh no. He, SZA. Why yes? Of course, Mace. Of course knows. I do. Come on, this is my generation. Man. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot that I'm you Gen are. That you're going the wrong way. By the way, way. The generations keep changing, and I keep chasing. chasing you just, after you're them. just no, the Gen next Z. one. Whenever it gets identified by a letter or a an acronym, there I am. Yeah. Are you? Did you already go past millennial? Now you're Gen Z. Yeah, I'm, I moved to Gen Z. Right, yeah, good to which congratulations. Like, I think, good to know. Which I think is five to nineteen. Yeah. What do you think of <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo's new album? Uh, I tell you what, mm. it's the best thing she's done since Driver's License. Wow, that's good. That's good analysis. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's the name I'm of the sure. album? Don't know that. Yeah, Driver's it's, it's license. You don't need to know. Hey, You're fine. You don't need to know. Driver's license was a pretty good friggin' <laughs> yes, pull. I'm really happy for you. Credit. Credit. Yeah, that was pretty Thank good. Still a little super cross talk. So you got to meet Fernando, too. How about like, th- that? This is... Everybody. How about that? John, have you ever met Fernando? Yes. Oh, my... It's just you and me. Was uneventful. Yeah. Okay. I never... I mean, weirdly... And He's he a very mellow guy. And he doesn't yeah. do stuff in English, so I've never interviewed Fernando. Uh, but last night, we met Fernando. And let me just tell you a little story about Beto Duran, the mayor of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> so we're standing up by the, by the press room, by the Vince Scully press room. And he's talking to the security person, and they're having a conversation. Clearly, he, he knows her and knows her well. So and at some point, I said, I don't know. How much longer are you going to talk? He said, hang on, hang on. Out comes Fernando. And he said, Fernando comes out at a particular time, at a particular time mm. range, every single home game. So he made sure we were there For when that Fernando poked his head out. Yeah, that was super cool. Jorge couldn't send me the picture fast enough. Oh, I know. And, and, and not just because he was thrilled to meet Fernando Valenzuela, but mostly to ha ha pimp me. Yeah, exactly. Ha-ha. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I should have said yes. Night. Yeah, you should have come. Yeah, you've had the opportunities. Twice. You've chose just not to go. Yeah, I, I need to start. So it's yes that your answer. We had this question on the show yesterday. There was a Willie Adamas, an infielder for the Brewers. Sure idolizes Derek Jeter. And the Brewers were playing at Yankee Stadium over the weekend, and Jeter was there. Mm. And Adamas ran out onto the field when he saw Jeter and just gave him the, man, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And he goes, well, I've been watching you, man. You've been playing great. Keep it up. And when he ran away, the Milwaukee TV crew had a camera on him, and he was jumping up and down like a little kid. (laughs) Like he lost it that he got to meet. Who is that for you? Is there anybody you could meet in person that would cause you to lose it? Fernando. Yeah. That would be the one. Fernando. And, yeah. and if you asked me this question five years ago, it would have mm-hmm. been Vince Scully. 
I, yeah, I, right, I, yeah. I, ne- I never got a chance to meet Vince Scully no, I either. I did get to meet Vince. But we were, we were talking about this, too. It's different when it's the guy that you were a huge fan of when you were a kid. Childhood. Like, yeah. right. by the time I was old enough to understand the magnitude of Vince Scully and the accomplishments of Vince Scully, I was an adult. Right. right? So it, it's a little bit different than when you're 10, 12 years old and you're watching Fernando on TV. Sure. Have I ever told you the story about I was at the Southern California Sports Broadcaster Awards one year? You know, luncheon, about 200 people there. Was Did I win? You weren't there. Uh, then you don't show but up. But still, did I win? <laughs> I like no. that. You no, won okay. and you didn't show no. up. So it <laughs> was... too big for that ceremony. Be- the category was... The first category they go is best TV play-by-play. And the candidates are, you know, every, and TV in this town is, you know, ridiculous. Bob Miller, Vin yeah, Bob Scully. Miller, and so <laughs> yeah. Vin wins it and he's there. So he stands up, walks up to the podium, standing ovation. Place goes crazy. And Vince hands up, he goes, he goes, thank you for that wonderful ovation. He goes, every year, the Southern California Sports Broadcaster Award ballot shows up in my mailbox, and I look at all of the fantastic names that are on that ballot. And then... I vote for myself, <laughs> and he sits down, and the place is is just is busting awesome. up. Next award, okay. Next award is best radio play by play, and the winner is John Ireland. And I get up and I go, "If any of you think I'm going to even try and follow that, you're out of your mind." And That's I said, "The right down. response, good decision. yeah, good yeah. decision." No, he was it, the best. You know, Vin only came on the show three times. Yep, with Mason and I, and all three times, it was not about him. To, yeah, that's where we're going. It was to honor somebody else. We asked for him a hundred times. Yeah, sure. yeah. And all the matter of fact, Brad Zager, who is now in, in charge of Fox Sports, he is the executive producer of Fox Sports. Nobody higher than Brad at Fox. Brad was Vin's TV producer for years on the Dodger broadcast, and so we would call him. We go, Hey, Brad, we want Vin to come on and talk about how great Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, he's not doing that. He's just. He's not going to come on and, and talk about his, himself or his career or whatever. So one day we walk in and Dave Singer says, Vin Scully, 2.30 today. And we when he goes, Mike Sosh asked him to come on and promote um, an event for baseball scouts. Okay. And Vin said, if you let him promote that, you can ask him anything mm. you want. Second time we get him is we have Bob Miller in studio in 2012 when the Kings won the Stanley Cup. Sure. And Singer gets a call that Vin would like to surprise Bob to congratulate him on our show. So Mason's working, we're sitting where you are, and Mason goes, Bob, we have, you know, we're talking to Bob. Bob's the greatest guy in the world. Oh, fantastic. Terrific. And he goes, "Uh, Bob, we actually have a caller who wants to speak with you. And Bob goes, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, Bob, this is Vin Scully. (laughs) And and he, he just talked about, he goes, I have been friends with you, and I was have been rooting for this to happen That's for awesome. you. Yeah, and Very I cool. he goes, if there is someone in Southern California happier than me for you, I want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. And then the last, yeah, what was the? Th- I don't remember the third time. Third time, Vin announces his retirement, and he is auctioning off 
all of his right. personal belongings mm. for charity. Okay. Stuff he's collected for, you know, his golf clubs, Trav. Ooh. I don't play anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, love to have Vince golf clubs. Of course. Clubs. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff from back in the day. It was all to raise money for, you know, some underprivileged things. So he goes, if you come on and let me promote the auction, you can ask me anything you want. And he stayed with us for like half an hour. And he, every time he could not have been nicer. Yeah, that's amazing. It Such was a like, nice man. And, and, but the, the trick to getting him was he had to be coming on to do something for somebody else. So mm. when he came on with Bob Miller, yep. when he called and wanted to surprise him, that when you're telling story, the story, one thing popped into my head, and I'm wondering if when it happened it didn't pop into yours. Okay. Nice. Was he listening? Or did he hear that Bob Miller was going on? You know, and Vin, said, because my first thing was, if, if I ever knew that Vin Scully listened to a word I said, it, I'd lose yeah, my Yeah, Vin mind. was a P1. It, no, no, it may have been knowing. He Singer, had a meter. Yeah, knowing Singer, it may have been Singer saying, "Now that he knew if Vin would come on he and promote the, somebody yeah, else, and recipe. Singer was a gigantic Dodger fan, yeah, yeah. so he's over there all the time." Yeah. My guess is he said to Joe Jarek, or he said to Zager, he said to somebody, yeah. "Hey, do you think Vin would come on to congratulate Bob okay. and somebody?" So it might even been Lon. Yeah, and and uh, and the person said, "For that, Vin would do it." For you know, he was just if if it was about him, he didn't he wasn't interested. Yeah. If it was about somebody else, he would do. It. And, yeah. and you know, so Doug Mann, who is my statistician on Laker games, mm-hmm. has been from my last twelve. This is going to be Doug's last year. Mm-hmm. He's already announced it. Um, he Doug worked next to Vin for twenty twenty five years, and they were good friends. And so the we'd be doing a game, and Doug sits right next to me on my right, and his phone would ring, and I would see. It was Vin Scully, and Doug. I, I'd look at it and I'd go, like, look at Doug, like, why is Vin Scully calling you? Right. And it'd be during the game, and and Doug goes, oh, I'll call him back later. I go, you will not. You do not. I'd like send one time Vin Scully to during voicemail. a during a game. <laughs> yeah, right. Michael and I are doing the game. I go, hey, Michael, Vin Scully's calling Doug, <laughs> and awesome. he wants to put him on voicemail. Answer that phone That's right crazy. now, Doug. And that he, is and, crazy. He went, and Doug, by the way, Doug has told me. <laughs> 50 to 100 stories yeah. about how great of a guy Vin is. Like, yeah. all the stories we we heard about what a great guy he is, it undersells what a great guy he was. Yeah. yeah. That, that was... What's was, interesting about Vin, he would only come on when it was to talk about somebody else. I'm kind of the opposite. I will only <laughs> go on a show if it's to talk about me. Yep. Yeah, I only want questions about my life, <laughs> my career, yep, yeah. and my personal no. interests. <laughs> May, no, Mason once, once came up with the perfect line to describe Mason. Of all people, he came up with it. He I said, believe you. If there is a spotlight anywhere, <laughs> I want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. You guys have Sean McVay coming up yes. at one thirty. Do you guys need any soup questions from me? Or are you going to come? No, you want to want to record a soup <laughs> question? He's got the, a couple. He's is got a that couple. the answer to in the history of your career? If you could take one question back, would that be the one? Second. Yeah, I know the first. Second. I have because, no idea what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because that ultimately turned out to be funny, right? right? And, and it was such a catastrophe on my part yeah that i just got but it's okay it was about there's nothing to do i called uh ladanian tomlinson adrian peterson twice whoa like two days after adrian peterson had gotten in trouble for in a in a face-to-face interview so that in a face-to-face we were at the the super bowl well and lt's LT's a pretty nice guy did he get mad no he didn't but it was so i we were talking about something and i called him lt a few times and I had my computer open. I'm sure I saw the news right. or something, and I glanced and I looked up, 
And I said, so, AP, tell me about – and uh, he, he kind of gave me one of these. Like, what? Huh? Like, And then Mike Pearson, who you guys know, yeah. was my producer at Yahoo at the time. He goes, you just called him Adrian Peterson. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, he says in my and ear. And now it's in your head. And, and I'm thinking – so right. I did it a second time. And this time he kind of looked at me like – do you not know who I am? And then Mike said again, I apologize on the air, but by then yeah. it was way too late. Yeah. yeah. Way, yeah. way, way too late. Not nearly. That's much worse than do you prefer red or white chowder? <laughs> <laughs> that was, at the end of the day, relatively stupid, yeah. but harmless. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. One time, the Chargers used to have a free safety named Martin Bayless. Okay. And I called him Skip twice. <laughs> oh my and my photographer goes, and this is before Skip was even famous. And my photographer goes, you keep calling him Skip. What are you doing? You, His name is Martin. And I, I did the exact same reaction as you. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, you're here. And I listened it back twice. Shannon Sharp's done it a few times to Stephen A. on first take. Well, we right? all have Well, blocks, did you see what right? McAfee did yesterday? <laughs> no. Mac oh, he dropped his first F-bomb, right? No, no, no. I heard him drop one today. <laughs> yeah. No, Gas oh, dropped one today. And you, okay. you know what he does when he drops an F-bomb? He goes, five, four. <laughs> the delay. Yeah, he just waits for the delay to kick yeah. in. Uh, so yesterday, Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. are on first take yep. talking about the Aaron Rodgers in injury, and McAfee comes in. Okay. And Stephen A. asks this really – Wealth. He goes, you know Aaron Rodgers better than anybody. Um, what do you think he's going through? Blah, 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 blah. And McAfee goes, well, let me tell you, Skip. <laughs> and Shannon starts, just starts busting up, and McAfee goes, sorry, Shannon, I had to do it. <laughs> That's terrific. That's true. So did you eat Emily's buffalo chicken dip? I have the- not tried it. I intend to. It's You're in, not an eater on It's the in air. what's called a crock pot, right? <laughs> is that a crock pot? Is that, Emily, is that your own personal crock pot yeah, that you brought you guys, in? Do you have a crock pot? Yeah, yeah no, I, I do, but I've never pot. brought it here. <laughs> well, it's nice because it keeps it warm, and so I didn't have to like transfer the it and stuff. correct consistency. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's the proper way to have the buffalo chicken dip. Hey, by the way, is not um, how do he's you... a nutritionist. Yeah, I'm seriously going from the How do you feel about this Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift rumor? that's going around okay so i definitely uh support it i think one she has never dated an athlete i wanted her to have an athlete era that would be lovely two he's very good looking way better looking than most of her other boyfriends that she's had in the past and yes it's better looking than john mayer uh he has his own life he has his own career that can be separate and then she they can do their own things i think that they are good uh you know pair together okay i hope it works out she so sees a lot of opportunity here's how right? i think it works out uh they get together right uh, she accidentally leaves a scarf <laughs> at Shut his house. Up. Then she writes a 15-minute <laughs> about how she left her scarf at Travis Kelsey's house. Emily, I will tell you this. Your instincts are good. I've had two different people tell me, unsolicited, what a great guy Travis Kelsey is. Yeah. The first one was there was a show on E Network a few years ago called Catching Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. It was a you know fifty girls, one from each state. It's like the Bachelor for Travis show. Kelsey. One hundred percent. And the two guys, Ben and Dan Newmark, that produced that show, are members at Mountain Gate. And one day I just went over to play by myself, and I ended up with those two guys, and. They said, uh, I said, what are you guys working on? And back then, whenever it was, this was like 10, 12 years ago, um, he, he said, we're doing this show with Travis Kelsey called Catching Kelsey, and he could not be a better guy. Like, they were flying to Kansas City that weekend because Kelsey had got him field passes, to, and they weren't even shooting the show. And he, they go, I can't, they, they said, I cannot tell you what a great guy Kelsey is. And then that's number one. Like, they just loved him. They thought he was like, perfect. they said all the girls loved him. Sure. Then last year, 
he hosted SNL. Yeah, that's right. good. He did. Yeah, I he was funny. Note, I, I think... To Jeffrey Blake? I think it was to Jeffrey Blake. It was to somebody that was working on the show back then. I said, hey, how's Kelsey been? He said, he's fantastic. He's doing whatever we ask him to do. Um, he's nice to everybody. The crew loves him. Could, could, could this be the one, Emily? Could I this be the end of her dating life his and the mom, beginning of her married life? Em, his mom is very nice. Donna, Have you seen his yeah. mom? He's got yeah. a good nice. with his brother. Nice. And yeah. so also, yeah, in the podcast. What about Kate, Reeves? <laughs> with Jason and <laughs> uh, and Travis. Is that like he, tra- Jason tried to ask Travis, oh, does Taylor like your mustache? And he was like, I'm not going to talk about that. So he's <laughs> talked about for privacy. Oh, yeah. And she loves privacy. And when you know, you know something's real when somebody says, I'm Don't want to talk about, about it. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. That means it is real. Yeah. yeah. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger's all about.